0: Look, social media is very much different to a lot of things in life. You know, we say quality over quantity. Social media is quantity over quality.
1: So here's the thing, the next, the next segue I want to do is we have a, a special guest who's going to come up here in a moment. I just wanted to start by saying one of my biggest frustrations with anybody I work with is the marketplace has changed and um, I remember listening to a very interesting interview by Will Smith and um, Will, someone said to him, Will why do you do so much stuff on social media these days? And his answer was so interesting. He said, back in the day, when you are a movie star, you had to, the idea was that you had to tr- kind of um, create a little bit of secretism about you so that people would go to the movie to watch you. It's like, Back in the day, it was like, no, you need to create a little bit of like um, mystique about you. You need to be out of the public eye uh, a little bit, and that way you'll encourage people to go see the movies. And what Will said... How it's changed is how it's changed for all of our businesses. He said, now, if you don't do the social media, if you don't put out as much content as possible, if you don't share your life, if you don't share your business, if you're not doing constant videos, nobody comes to watch the movies. It's the exact opposite of how he said the movie industry used to be. And it's the same with your businesses, It's the same with your businesses. It's one of the biggest frustrations I have, or wishes I have for you, is that you create more content. Because if you've done New Patient Avalanche, content is the bridge, is the bridge between often, if someone, the statistic is, often someone will need information before they do business with you. But once they've downloaded the information or consumed the information, sometimes they won't even consume it, they'll skip to the product or service straight away. Let me say that again. They may they may need to buy my book first. They may need to buy my book first, but they'll probably end up doing business with me before they've even read the book. But they needed to buy the book first to do business with me. You guys understand, yes? So from a content perspective, how it's changing now is that whether it's social media, whether it's videos, whether it's Facebook ads, whatever it is, that is the new TV. And and if you're not showing up in that world in some way, shape, or form, you are being left behind you're definitely being left behind. And um, we have very different, uh, unique reasons why we don't put out content as service providers. I've touched on it a little bit in the beginning of the day. Um, And if you you watch what I'm doing, I've got a full-time videographer now. I'm putting out as much content as possible. But most of the content I'm putting out is from a B2B perspective, which is business to business to business. So I really wanted to find someone in the industry who's absolutely killing it, who's absolutely killing it online, who's a B2C expert, and who's in healthcare, who's in something that we do. And he's absolutely smashing it. So let me tell you about our next guest. He he is a personal trainer, he is a body transformation coach, one of the leading body transformation coaches in the UK. He has spoken alongside people like Shah Wasmund, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he shares an in-depth knowledge that he's learned from the fitness industry to business owners all across the planet. Jamie has created multiple successful businesses and balances his, uh, his entire act of business with his amazing family. He's also... If, look. I want, you, I want you to see everything that Jamie does is just on point when it comes to the business of creating content first. You know, in the question I did with you guys, it was like, are you a lover of information first? So Jamie is a published Of course he is, as an expert. No expert is not a published author. He's got multiple books. He also, he also gets on stages and Of course he is. He's an expert. And because of that, he makes a lot of money. Because of that, he helps a lot of people. Because he, had had, he has a massive following online. Recently, again, talking about, we spoke about opportunities to put yourself, either for publicity or opportunities to put yourself in a social standing, whether it's celebrity testimonials, etc. He recently broke the Guinness World Record in endurance, and he boxed, jumped, those of you who are familiar with CrossFit, if you will, Box jumped Mount Everest, the height of Mount Everest, and he broke the record. He did that in 22 hours and 18 minutes. Pretty cool, yes? Pretty cool. That's 14,550 box jumps. First of all, he's a beast, right? He's a good-looking guy. He looks after himself because he's congruent with the product and service that he sells. But how many of you think that when he did that, he got a lot of publicity from the Guinness World Record? Yes or yes? Yeah. He's a master of what he does. I follow him online, and I learn so much from him. Something he's put on... I don't want to give too much away because we're going to do a Q&A now, but something he recently done, I'm thinking about I'm modeling that... In some of my social media stuff, and you'll see that. So I highly recommend you follow him, ladies and gentlemen. All I've told him, all I've told him about this group, we're going to do q and A, Q&A, is that you guys have lots of energy. So please do me a favour. Please welcome Jamie Elton to the stage. On your feet! Raise your <laughs> floor. Awesome, 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 awesome. Okay, cool, take a seat, take a seat, take a seat. Cool. Ryan, how are you? I am awesome, how are you? Ladies, gents, how are you? Good. Energy, good awesome energy, energy, right? Yeah. Cool, so we're gonna do a bit of Q&A, have a chat here, and then we're gonna open the floor to you guys, so please make sure you uh, think of questions. Just, can you tell us a bit about yourself? How did you start? How did you end up doing what you're doing at the moment? And we'll take it from there. Well, how far do you want me to go back? How, how long have we got? Go as long as you want. <laughs>
0: So, I started off, I was in the British Army for seven years and I left and I had a bit of a um, strange job because I went from there to work in psychological operations for the US government. Then I moved as security advisor for the UN in Kenya and Somalia. And then um, one of the worst things and also best things happened to me, I got made redundant. Um, really poor timing because I just got a mortgage with my wife, um, had about £800 pounds left in the bank and I was, I was basically put everything into this mortgage and then got told I was made redundant. One of the greatest things happened then and there was, and I'd never done this before, I wrote, started writing shit down. And what I wrote down was, what do you want to do with your life? And it was like, I want to be a personal trainer. Now, the reason that I didn't decide to do that at first, because I didn't think there was much money in it, and secondly, I thought if I had my passion as a career, I'd end up resenting it probably the, wor- the worst thing I could have ever thought about because the minute I started doing it, my life became better. I put £16,000 on my credit card because I had no money. I had to borrow my dad's bike to cycle up to this little studio and I got to work. And within three years, I've become one of the most well-known personal trainers in the UK. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just been a crazy, crazy journey. Um, learning a hell of a lot and a lot of it's come from social media. My studio was on an industrial estate in the countryside by Prism. And utilising Facebook, utilising social media, I was able to grow an online business that kind of took it from a one-to-one business mm. to what it is now. Got it. And it all came from kind of thinking outside the box when it came to my job. Because very much like yourselves, my job was very one-to-one, kind of personal training with people. Um, And I never really looked at how much more I could impact people if
1: I started thinking a little bit differently. So what what made you think a bit differently? Because we've had some great conversations about this when it comes to putting yourself online, doing videos, and um, you had some really cool insights for me. I wouldn't mind if you shared that with the group. Why do you think, whether it's chiropractors, dentists, doctors, personal trainers, A, why don't we put our content out there, what's the fear around it and how can we get over it?
0: One of the biggest fears, when I speak to a lot of fitness professionals and say, why aren't you producing content? Many of their complaints or many of their concerns are they're worried what their peers will think. And that's one of the biggest concerns. But here's the reality, your peers aren't paying for your mortgage, your peers aren't paying for your bills, it's your clients that are doing that. So don't care what your peers are saying, care what your clients are saying, because they're the only ones that actually matter. And I'll I'll tell I'll tell you what, when you start getting more successful, as in you start putting skin in the game, you start producing content, you will get a lot of criticism from people, really, who don't matter. The only reason that you're getting that criticism from them is probably because you're doing something right, or they're too afraid to do it themselves. Now, I started fitness modelling when I left the army. Can you imagine this stick that I got from my squaddy mates? I, I had pictures of me on dark boards, I had everything. It was, it, was, it was hilarious. But within about six months, they were, I think half of them were my clients. Like, hey, Jay, here, don't, don't, don't tell anyone, but can you sort me a diet plan out, mate? Because you're just going to get over that fact that you're going to have this kind of period where people are going to be asking you, what, what on earth are you doing that for? And something I say to people all the time, and it's a quote, that I say all the time, first they ask you why, then they ask you how, because when you start getting results from doing these things that you know that you need to do, suddenly opportunities open. And and this is the massive difference with social media now. There is so much opportunity out there beyond your current scope of practice. And it doesn't matter what practice that you're in, whether it's personal training, whether it's, you know, I've seen the most random, a bit of background for myself, I was um, invited by Facebook to come out to Los Angeles for one of their Creators Day. Um, one of the biggest, like every single big name on the platform, um, was in one room. And some of the people's jobs, some guy had 20 million followers as a barman, um, and all he was doing was doing cocktail recipes. And he's travelled all, of, he's been flown all the way around the world to show people these these cocktails. And you think. You know, you've got a barman sitting in his own bar going, oh, no, I'm going to produce cocktail content. You know, yeah. imagine the other barmans that are thinking, what, what are you doing? And then yeah. suddenly gets 20 million followers and is known all around for, for creating these cocktails, which probably his peers think, well, that's easy to do. Yeah. And this comes down to the curse of knowledge because there's probably a lot of things that you won't put out on social media because you don't think they're that important. When in actual fact, you know they could be the most valuable piece of information that 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 person requires. Even though it might not be important to you and your peers, it's massively important. And some of my videos that I've put out that have gone viral have been like little six-minute ab routines, which are really easy for for myself and other people to do, but it's been life-changing for other people. And there's probably lots of information that you can simplify and put out to have an unlimited abundance of content. There's so, there's so much that you can create, and it's so easy for you to do. Um, and the, kind of the question to you is, why aren't
1: you doing it? Mm. And, and what is that thing that's stopping you from doing it? You said the curse of knowledge, so I would write that down. The curse of knowledge is, is this... Because is this, we hang around... You spend it, it, it better than I did. The curse of knowledge being we hang around people like this all the time, so then we think the content we need to create needs to be at a certain level, whereas this is not your client base. No. Yeah. So
0: and you can explain that a bit? And I think one of the biggest things that I sp- – the way that I kind of interpret this to a lot of my audience is drawing things out in crayon, and so many people in my industry overcomplicate things, and the reason they overcomplicate things is because they want to show off how much they know. Mm. Um, and it's like, well, you know, who are you trying to prove your knowledge to? Once again, your peers. Are they paying your bills? No, they're not. So a lot of it comes down to listening what people need. know, if I say to someone, right, film how to do a push-up. If I say that to most personal trainers, they'd be like, yeah, but everyone knows how to do a push-up. They don't. I remember mm-hmm. I did a video where I went around Chichester interviewing people and asked them what protein was. No one knew what protein was. And you did
1: that video and then you repurposed that video. Yeah, Awesome. Yeah. So can you imagine you went around your local area and, and asked everyone what an adjustment is? <laughs> and then you put that out. Because actually, Jamie just told me now, um, you want to, to explain to them your most, one of your most viewed videos online is what? So I got talking with Ryan and one of, uh, one of my
0: most viewed videos on my channel, which got half a million views, was an adjustment. And, and the thing is, you, you've got two different types of content which you can post. Thing is, you've got very highly visual engaging content, which adjustments are because they're fascinating. Okay? And a lot of people want to listen to that crunch. Mm. You know, they, a lot of people waiting for it. And like, oh, mm. but that's highly shareable, listen to this. Oh, So that's a highly shareable content. It's highly shareable content. And, and there's very different types of content which you've got to understand. I create very, vi- like what I do um, is I create viral content. Now it's not necessarily going to change the world, but it gets views. Uh, um, an example of this, this month on facebook i've had twenty two million um, views of my content in one month um, so and a lot of that is highly you know highly um, viewed shareable content, but not necessarily valuable and your highly viewed shareable content is what's going to build the audience and a lot of people get that wrong because they think well hang on a minute, what am I gonna do with that? Thing is, if you've got more followers, and okay, they don't get a benefit from that, but when they come back tomorrow and you've got something that value to them, Mm. then suddenly, holy shit. And it's playing that long game with it, having content in place that gets that kind of views, but also having that valuable content too. And I kind of break that down into three things on social media. First one is building a connection. Something that so many businesses don't do is connect with their audience. Especially in a profession, um, chiropractors' hands up. I assume everyone's chiropractors up. Yeah, and teams, okay. yeah. One of the biggest things I'd say is that people buy people, not products. And if there's three chiropractors in, in an area, and I've seen, a, I, I've seen a social media post from that chiropractor that connected with me, with that person, maybe, and it could be as simple of, as I was in a picture at Alton Towers with the kids. Something that you probably wouldn't even think of posting on your business pages on social media. That's a connection with that person, especially if they're kids, and the chances of them going to you over somebody else is high. Mm. Um, and kind of a, something that I say is that if, you, if Superman was perfect, you'd think he's a prick. Now, the reason I say that is every single superhero has a weakness, mm. okay? Superman has kryptonite. Every single person here has a vulnerability, yet they're afraid to show that, especially on social media, because everyone paints a perfect picture. Mm. But, uh, and so many people are afraid to show their human normal self, and actually people are surprised. You know, I've just written my latest book, which opened up about a bit of a mental breakdown that I had. And that really connected with my audience, because no one thought that somebody who can box jump Mount Everest and do all this kind of stuff would have the same problems as somebody else. But that really connected with my audience because I was open and honest about my struggles. Um, and it comes back to what I said as you know, people buy people, not products. So that's connecting with your audience, and that's so important to do as a content piece. Um, the next one, of course, is giving value. There's mm-hmm. lots of things in your job that you can teach people that don't, have, you know, you probably have a lot of things, people come to you with problems that they can sort themselves out at home. And you to produce content for that online so people don't need to come and see you or pay you money is a good thing to do. Sounds counterintuitive, but it's not. 20 years ago, it was very different because we didn't have social media, we didn't have the answers in our pocket mm. on our phone. And because of that,
1: they could only go to one place to get that problem solved. They can get it anyway. Yeah. They can get it anyway, but if you're the provider of that, and if you look at if you look what I what I do to do this, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you got something from me for free before you did business with me. Right, everyone in the room. I think, and, and you said sorry, you said think, when you when we were speaking in the back, you said it's counterintuitive because we feel we feel some urge that we're going to like we're going we're going to give too much away. So talk a little about that.
0: Yeah, so a lot of people are worried now about giving too much away, but. 20 years, things have changed, okay? We didn't have enough information, so we had to go to places to get the information, and now we've got too much information, okay? And we've got paralysis by analysis. Who's got Netflix here, hands up? Who has spent 25 minutes of their life trying to figure out what to watch? (laughs) Okay, there's too much out there, far too much. And as much as you think, I'm not going to give my secrets away, your valuable thing that someone's double-tapped and reminded of is probably six seconds of their day, and they've probably forgotten about it. Um, An important thing about content, something that I doubled down on a lot many years ago, is Instagram stories and Snapchat. Not Snapchat now, but more Instagram stories. Uh, And someone said to me, why are you spending so much time on these stories when they're disappeared in 24 hours? And there's a great quote, uh, which I always say to people, is that people will always forget what you said, but they won't forget how you made them feel. And when it comes to your content, if you've done something which has provided some kind of emotional response, be it value, be it made them smile, um, be it motivated or inspired them, they might not have remembered the post but they will remember how it made them feel. And actually that's what's going to get them coming back to your pages, coming back to your content. An important thing for you to remember is top of mind is tip of tongue. Although someone might not need your help now, if they remember you and are following you and they suddenly do have a problem, who's the first person that they're going to go Mm -hmm. to? And it's all about playing that longer game. I think a lot of people, uh, I spoke to Ryan, is so many people want an immediate return on investment, but the same day that you plant the seed isn't the same day you pick the flower. Okay, you've got to do a lot of things, especially with social media, especially in your business, without seeing an immediate return. Mm. And this is why people aren't consistent on social media and doing these kind of things, because they're not seeing the likes, the shares, and the follows. And, uh, and what's not and it takes a very long time to suddenly see those on social media which is why you should have them as non-negotiables and, and, and be consistent with it because also the more that you do there's two things that happen you get better at mm. you get much better at it mm. as with anything people say how do you get better at public speaking mm. get up there shit yourself a couple of times and just keep speaking mm. you get, you get sim- simple how do you write a book you sit down and start typing you, you know the <laughs> it's as easy as that. You know, I, I, I very proudly say I've written two books and I failed my GCSE English. You know, I, I can't... My grammar is shocking. Um, and I managed to do it. So it's, it's just putting one foot in front of the other. And I think that's where a lot of people have that kind of fear and frustration about things.
1: Very cool. Um, so being friends of mine, tip of tongue... Mm-hmm. Dan Kennedy talks about this, specifically in our industries, and similar to personal training industries, is there's this thing that happens in a potential client, patient, customer, and it's this marching parade of interest, he calls it, right? Marching parade of interest. So not everyone's always going to need a, like, they don't realize they even need a chiropractor all the time, right? So it's a marching parade of interest. Whether it's, they may not know they're going to need a personal trainer, but when the need is there, when the it's like a, a parade, you know, that goes by. When the parade passes, the interest parade passes. When the need of when their need is there, you sure as hell want to be either in their inbox, in their on their phone, on their Facebook story, on their Instagram stories. You want to be in front of them, or they want to have been seeing you for a long period of time. Preferably, you actually want them to have subscribed to something, even better. So that's that's really what we're trying to do here: is be front of minds when the interest of parade passes by, at that very moment.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I remember I a conversation with a plumber last week, and talked about consistent con- content, and it's exactly what you're saying, you don't need a plumber until you sprung a leap,
1: until there's a problem that uh-huh. needs to be solved. Um, And there's lots of problems that you can solve. So I've actually got an interesting question here for you. So you're speaking to a plumber. What advice did you give the plumber to create content? Because what's happening in this room right now, whether you guys realize it or not, you're like, what the hell am i going to put online? You know, what videos can I do? But I would love to know what would you suggest a plumber do? And then what content would they have put out to be front of mind? So... um I think one of the biggest things
0: um, that i kind of said to the plumber is, is what, what have you put out there? Yeah. Um, I do swear a lot and I, I'm being on my best behavior now, but I said, look, social media is very much different to a lot of things in life. You know, we say quality over quantity. Social media is quantity over quality. Nice. Because you don't know yet whether that is nice. quality or not, because the market will let you know. You put it out there and your audience will tell you whether it's good or bad. Because if you keep throwing shit at a wall, you need to see what sticks. Yeah. And the more that you put out there, the more insights you get on that. If you, you know, if you suddenly commit to a month to do 10 posts a day, not that you would, but you had you know, 300 posts and you looked at them, okay, half those posts didn't get any views, but what's going to happen in your insights? You, you're going to find out, out of all of that, what is working. And I went on to the plumber's um, insights and three of his top engaging posts were a video, and the only three videos that he'd had on his entire social media in two years. One of them was humorous, yeah. and one of them showed his personality, and I was just like, there you go. Just, I said, just do video content, and just, I said, allow your plumbers, because they've got a sense of humor, to just let loose Bit and he was so concerned, because he, he was so worried that that might make him look unprofessional. And I'm like, you are missing the fucking point in this. He like, could have been
1: speaking to a chiropractor, yes or yes. yes?
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you, and, and, it's, and it comes down to personality. You know, you have, you have this profession, but also you've got a normal life. And a lot of people are more interested in what you do outside of your business than you do in. Mm-hmm. You know, your weird talents and hobbies and, and things good. that you do outside of this, because that's what makes you a person. And, you know, something that I, very much focus on, there's a, there's a great book which I highly recommend you um, read, it's called Contagious by Jonah Berger, and he has a, basically a model called STEPS, which um, has an acronym. The S stands for Social Currency, and it's understanding why people share things. Uh, the reason why people share things on social media is because they like to seem cool, smart and in the know. So when someone shares something, they're letting their audience know that's what I'm about. Um, as you can see with politics and that, people share it, too much of it. But what I'm talking about with that is if you have watched a video and it makes you laugh, mm. what's the first thing that you think about doing? Sharing it to someone you care about because you want them to express that emotion too. Why do you think places like Lad Bible have 100 million followers and one of the biggest kind of marketing agencies in the UK? because they understand why people share things. So social currency is important. Why would someone share your content? Because they know somebody who needs to see it. Mm. And it can be as simple as that. You know, they're chatting to their mate and they've got a bad back or whatever it is, or this, like, that go. oh, you should follow this. Yeah, you fo- follow this lady on uh, Instagram, she's amazing. She does all these weird things and she's got cats and it, it's just strange. And they follow it, suddenly, bang. Okay, and you stand out from the crowd because chiropractors and cats. <laughs> it works. It works. I've seen. I've seen weirder online. Trust me. But uh, if that's your personality, then run with it.
1: Um, there's a big. We're doing it right now. Um, I teach it quite a bit, and we, we all kind of got it from Gary Vee. And Gary Vee talks about um, you know getting out of the habit of thinking you have to create content all the time, and rather instead of create documents. That's the yep. reason you've got videographers here. That's the reason I've got videographers here. We are both recorded right now, both, both the time, so we can repurpose this content in some way, shape, or form. Because a lot of the time, it's very overwhelming to feel like you have to create all the time, create all the time. Yeah. So if you document... But I think something that Jamie said there that I just thought was so gold, and I hope you wrote it down, people are way more, way more interested in what you do outside of your business than what you do inside your business And I thought there was gold.
0: Yeah, and it's so important. I'm I'm a little bit more polarizing. I I want to deliver value to to people, but I I have certain kind of polarizing things, and it's triggers. When we're talking about top of mind as tip of tongue, I very much talk about, I just don't understand why they produce eyelashes for cars. And, and I have a real bugbearing about it, I'm just like, I get literally triggered when I see someone stick eyelashes on cars, I just don't get it. But what seems to happen now is people have caught on to this, and whenever they see eyelashes on cars, they tag you, they tag me or they send me a picture. <laughs> now, when we're talking about Top of Mind Tip of Tongue, I've just won the game because suddenly I've got people thinking about me when a car with eyelashes passed. So, think about this you know, sometimes it's not always about what you like, it's sometimes what you don't like. And actually, people, you know, there, there's a German word called, I think it's schadenfreude, which means we take pleasure in other people's pain. You can use that as a superpower. People know I hate eyelash cars. There's another one, I mean, powered by fairy dust on the car just means stay away, because you're probably going to get a dent in your car. <laughs> These kind of things, there are things that you, you know, that you don't like, and if you let your audience know, they'll, they'll kind of share that pain with you as well. But... It comes back
1: to that top of mind and tip of tongue as well. So um, there's stuff we're all doing right now, every day in our business, that I promise you is shareable and not only shareable, um, massively viral. And the reason I know that is, you know, in research for today, we're speaking about content, and Jamie uh, was tip of tongue because of the because of the social media stuff he puts out there. I didn't even realise I actually knew you. But a mutual friend said, you should chat with Jamie. And then the minute I got introduced, you know, then you go, oh, I know Jamie, I've, I've seen his stuff online, I've seen him be on stages. But it's interesting, a lot of you sitting there thinking, "Now, oh, what could I share? And just based on the point I've just said there, rather document, don't create. There's a chiropractor right now, Dr. Jason Worrell. Have you guys heard of Jason Worrell? Yeah. He's got almost 800,000 subscribers on YouTube. 800,000 stru- 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 subscribers on YouTube. He's got one video. And all it is is a collage of thoracic adjustments, okay? Terribly produced, terribly produced, by the way. Person lying on the table, thoracic adjustment, cavitation, next one. Ninety million views, nine zero million views. Something, how many of you have done a thoracic adjustment this week?
0: But to somebody else, like for me, like every single person, you're used to it, but everyone's like, ooh. And people like those, you know, people love those kind of stuff. And, and it is about documenting those things. And you, know, you said it's not a very good video, but it just got it out there.
1: Yeah, it was and that, and that's the kind of most of it would be in our phone. So actually, I'd love to know some tips from you, two things. One, one before I forget, I'm just to mention them, so hopefully it jogs my memory again. One was how to get started, easiest way to get started. And then second one was collaborations. Because in this space... Like Jason Worrell lives in LA, he did collaborations with all the, the, the big YouTube stars there, yep. and then he just adjusted them, and then he just went viral. So all he did was adjust someone that's already viral, and everyone followed him. So I'd love to know a little bit about how to get started. Let's start there first, and, um, and then we'll take it from there. Well, firstly, what you do is
0: you get it out of your pocket, and then you swipe up, hopefully because you haven't got an Android phone, um, and then you just document Um, That's another thing, if Android users, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) So, I think one of the biggest things is, when you get your phone out and you start talking to it, you you look slightly crazy, you do. Mm. But then, you know, if you don't, then you're not going to reap the benefits of it. And the people that do think you're crazy, fuck them, who cares? You know like the amount of times i go live like i i get up in the morning go for a walk and i go live and most people who walk around think oh it's like it's a crazy guy who gets up in the morning and talks to his phone i don't care you know what I, i'm thinking about is the hundreds if not thousands of people that are tuning in to listen to what it is that i have to say um and actually it's kind of therapeutic to me because i i'm able to just get out my thoughts and feelings in the morning so it's kind of a win-win you know i'm, I'm delivering content giving value and getting things out of my head. Mm. Then what I'm doing is saving that live stream, that's been 25 minutes long, cutting that down into one minute clips, and then putting it out on my Instagram TV. I'm then extracting the audio and then putting it on a podcast and uploading it. So I've taken a little morning stroll of 25 minutes into 20 pieces of content and a, and a podcast, all before 7 a.m. And a lot of people think, oh, you know, this, this content game's um, so difficult. It's not. It's just a case of you know, just building up a bit of courage, pressing live, knowing that you're going to stammer, you're going to stutter, mm. you're going to mess it up, you're going to get it all wrong at first because everyone does. You know? I
1: just want to highlight something Jamie said earlier was, um, you know, we always talk about quality over quantity. In this game, it, it is, and it and it quality is, quantity yeah. as much and often as possible,
0: and it is like people want to stick out in their industry, and I'm like, there's, there's two things that people hate doing, live video and public speaking. Mm. So get good at the That's scary stuff. And the mm. reason that people don't like doing it is because it is scary, because it's not natural to come up and speak in front of an audience. You know, you'll always get butterflies, but I think someone said a brilliant thing is, is fear, and, fear and excitement is the same feeling, just different ways of breathing. Um, and I love that, because whenever I feel butterflies mm. in my stomach, I know that something magical is going to happen. Um, because most of the time when I feel that, it's because I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone in things that I'm not used to. And I need to experience more of that. So I'm constantly searching that butterfly in the stomach of going, fuck, because that's a, that's a good thing. Because you do become used to that feeling, and you do, to act, you do start to associate that with excitement and it's the excitement of opportunities, the, it's the excitement of getting better, um, and it's, you know, it's the excitement of growing as a person and, and doing things which other people don't like doing. I get up at, I get up at quarter past five in the morning and, and jump in the sea, um, and everyone's like, you're off your tits. And Yeah, I kind of, kind of, kind of um, a little bit, but the reason that I do is because I don't want to do it. It's cold, it's freezing. Mm. And everything in my head is saying, look, it's raining, Jamie, or it's dark, it's cold. And it's conditioned myself, yeah, that's exactly why you're going in. Mm. And it's the same with public speaking. Oh, don't do that. Just just cancel it. Just don't do that. Mm. Which is exactly the reason that you should do it. Oh, just don't go live today. You know, you're tired, you haven't got time. Which is exactly the right time for you to go live. And it's just getting into that condition of going to yourself,
1: shut up, do it. Doing something you don't want to do to get the result you want to get is called maturity, maturity in some way, shape, or form. So, uh, I'd love to speak a little bit more about um, like rejection, and cause I'll just talk from personal experience. You know, um, it's still weird for me to have a mic on all the time, and for um, Jack to be following me around the airport. Um, and people to be looking at me, <laughs> and constantly every restaurant someone going, Oh no, you can't film me or whatever. It's still weird for me those those little things. And um, and even in, in my my move, and I can't believe I can't tell you what it's already done for my business, guys. Um, I can't believe I can't tell you what it's already done for my business. I mean, how many of you saw a new patient avalanche? We had seven countries, seven countries, something like that. Forty-five people from seven countries all over the world, just because of putting out content. But I still think there is still that, even with myself, you know, putting out content and getting rejection. So I'd love to I know, you know, when you put out content, do you do you do you read comments? Do you not read comments? Yeah. Do you do you just like ignore it altogether? What's your strategy for that?
0: I think I think one of the most important thing is that you know, in my in, in my industry, and, and you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've had just as you know, I've had just as much hateful stuff come to me as I have positive, no matter what it is that I yeah. do. The quote that I say is that you can rescue an old lady from a burning building, but there'll still be someone out there that thinks you're a prick. And that's absolutely fine, because you're not for everyone. Okay? It's the most important thing. No matter what I do, there'll be someone that hates what it is that I'm doing. Mm. And The best thing that I can do is not try and convince that person that they should like me, because no, not everyone likes you. And just kill them with kindness. The amount of people that have like, spent so much of our time commenting, I've gone over, looked, said, you know, if, if they haven't got a private account, which most of them have, um, mm-hmm. had a little scroll down and just realized, look, it's, it's, a, it's a dad, it's a mum, it's someone who I've just caught on the wrong day. Mm. Um, and, you know, don't fire, fight fire with fire. Mm. or will go down and see that they've got a dog or kids and say, oh, no, I'm really sorry. Mm. Um, cool dog, wish all the best, see you later. Mm. Um, and I've won the game, because I'm not wasting any time on that person. And actually, that's helping that person. Mm. Because most of the time, quote that I always love is, those who shout hate are usually asking for help. Mm. You know, it takes someone to be in a really bad place to want others to feel bad too. Mm. So just don't give it any, any energy. And, and the way that you should respond to things online is if someone is blowing smoke up your ass, just find it fascinating. If someone's trying to tear you down, just find it fascinating. They're mm. both the same. You should feel like it. Mm. Um, and if I'm, you know, if I'm trying to convince you now to put consistent content out, you're in this game to help people, yeah? Mm. So actually, you not posting content on social media means that you're not helping people because you're too afraid to do that. And that's what it is. It's getting over that fear and knowing. You know, one of the most amazing things, and I'm sure some of you in, in this room have, have had it, is to have a comment from someone in the DMs that no one's seen, no one's liked or commented or shares, and they've just said thank you. Mm. You know, I've had so much, you know, I've done podcasts um, for many years, you know, hundreds of millions of people, I'd say now, have seen my content. And, you know, some of the one or two messages that have um, really stuck out for me, guy reached out, he was thinking of committing suicide, Uh, found my podcast, listened to 20 episodes, and he was just becoming qualified as a personal trainer. And that's the reason that you're doing this, Mm -hmm. to help more people. And if you can get that into your head when you're afraid of posting content or doing a live stream going, I'm being selfish now because I'm not putting stuff out there to help more people. And that's the most important way to look at social media. You're able to, you know, it's pretty cool, the fact that if you put out a video of something that somebody can do at home, and someone in Denmark messages you to say, hey, I've had this thing for ages and you've sorted it, thank you, you're going to feel brilliant all day. And and this is the way way that I want people to have a look at when it comes to content, putting things out into the world, and it's free, it is. You know, it's free to create an account on Facebook, it's free to create an account on Instagram, and you're in control of that. Good?
1: So, who's got some questions? Some questions, questions, questions. Awesome. Let's go over there. Yeah, to Charles. Everyone give Charles a round of applause. Uh,
0: Two quick ones. One, you said there was three things. One was building connection. The other one was give value. I was just wondering what the third was. Selling your services. Selling services. uh, Because one thing, like, the reason they're in that section of building connection, giving value, and selling your services is I know a lot of people who give value but people don't listen to it because they don't know who they are. Yeah. Because they, you, can, you, know, you can give massive amounts of value, but if you haven't got that connection, some people don't listen. Um, and obviously, when you give enough value and you build connection, it should be easy to sell your services because people value what it is that you do. And second question, obviously, you're in a different ballpark with the number of subscribers and followers you've got. But do you promote content or do you just rely on... Um, sure. When it comes to campaigns, so I run um, one of the biggest fat loss challenges in the UK and I rely a lot on paid promotions. But one of the things I would say about any kind of pay-to-play stuff is it should be the icing on the cake with your strategy. Um, so many people look at it as a strategy instead of thinking, right, do you know what? I want my content to be good. I want my business to be good. And that's the icing on the cake. Um, and I think that's the most important thing to look at. It. I, I very much focus on kind of organic um, and understanding that based on my background, and I'm always fascinated. Um, at the moment, I'm very much fascinated with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, incredibly fascinating. I mean, six months, you know, I looked in there, I was like, fuck, I'm old. But <laughs> in six months, I've built up over 200,000 followers. Um, I'm getting 10 million views a month on my content, and I can't dance. <laughs> so if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, so i yeah, go off on the back. I'll do this. I'll go down back. Just go back to what you said, say... So I was Basically,
1: do you use paid ads? Yeah,
0: so, uh, no, yes, I do with campaigns, but it's the icing on the cake, and I kind of focus on doing what I can organically
1: first. Thank you. Good job, good job. Another question? There we go. Jason? Um, if you're really
0: busy in your clinic, um, other than once you've created the content, who do you need in your team to then be able to... Um, repurpose it, put it together and like what structure do you need to kind of make so it happen? So the way, the way that I, I try and get people to do um, content now, um, specifically Facebook and Instagram, is scheduling a, a day to do it. So of course mm. um, Dabda does a lot of my content, he does a lot of the long form stuff but I've got kind of mad skills of the micro content because I've been doing it for so long. What I've just started doing with my group of um, people is that I go live on a Sunday for four hours and it's the most boring live stream in the world because it's just me shooting the content but it's just like, right, you go live with me and do it with me and I'll show you how easy it is to do. Beautiful thing about, uh, and write this down if you've got Facebook and uh, Instagram, Facebook Creator Studio. It's a free piece of software which if you just type in on Google, that will allow you to schedule both Instagram TV, Instagram and Facebook, um, so you don't need to post. I um, create 21 pieces of content for Instagram, so three posts a day, and that goes out, I, I spend four hours on a Sunday doing it, and then I don't need to be on socials the rest of the time, other than interacting with people on my posts, and then having um, a look at the insights at the end of the week to see what, what people are resonating with. And the great thing is, is I'm doing this live and showing people how easy it is. Um, On Sunday, I just got a whiteboard out, wrote a quote on it, put my phone on a laptop, went like that, and it got 3,000 likes, and it's one of the most engaged views on a Monday. And what was amazing is because I went live and showed people that that took me about 15 seconds to make. And it had a massive impact for people because, of course, I I kind of um, stick to themes, and that makes your content so much easier. So mine is motivation Monday, um, Tuesday is sort of training or tip Tuesday, Wednesday's wisdom Wednesday uh, or, or workout Wednesday. Thursday is kind of a throwback Thursday, which is easy to do, just look back on your camera roll and just talk about something. I also have a phone swap Thursday, so I'm, I don't go on social media on a Thursday. Um, I switch my phone off and I, I head off up to a spa with a book and just chill out all day. Um, something I highly recommend people to do on social media. Uh, Feel Good Friday, um, always good to do a competition or that. Uh, Selfie Saturday, and I have a little support Sunday where I jump on the live and help people get planned out for the week. But having those themes Mm. with your business is so important because if you're stuck with content and you've got a theme, it's like, oh cool, we're gonna gonna do that. Um, And it's so much easier to do that. One, to schedule it one day, it's amazing to be able to have what you can get done when you get better at it and not needing to spend so much time on social media. And two, it's easier because on my board at home, I've just got the themes and I just go off them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's the best best way to do it. You've got time to do it, Strat- you know, <laughs> strategize with it.
1: Thank Good. you. Awesome. Give Jess a round of applause. A <clears> question? <throat> okay, hey, Wendy. Hi. Hi, Louie. <laughs> um, so, you, you do three posts a day? Yes, yeah. And then you do 21 pieces in your pre-schedule, and you have a theme for each day. Yeah. Do you have a ratio? You said before you have three factors that you always want to do. You want to do um, give value, sell your services, yeah. and, um, and have a bit of human touch. Is there a ratio that you stick to? Yeah, I
0: mean, like... A lot of when I speak to people, they say kind colour of two two one, but it doesn't mean really it makes sense. Two two posts, you know, building connection, two posts giving value, and one selling your services. I think it's kind of an 80-20 principle, um, especially when it comes to content. You know, like eighty percent of the time, I'm building connection, giving value, and twenty percent I'm selling the services. But as you know, with that principle, twenty percent of what you do produces eighty mm-hmm. percent of the outcomes. So actually, that's a good ratio because if you're constantly just giving people value without expecting anything in return, you don't get fuck all. Like, literally, you know, ask for things every now and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you are constantly asking people for money, then people are switched off. Mm. So that kind of 80-20 principle works really, really well. That's, that's great, thanks very much.
1: Give me a round of applause. <laughs> no question. Here we go. Thank you. Um, Jamie,
0: awesome so far, thank you so thank much. You. Um, When you're starting out and you're trying to create a large number of followers um, uh, and a big group of folks on your media presence, do you find if you follow other people or do you find if you interact with other people proactively, that gets you uh, uh, a rapid rise in followers or is there a a tip on how to build that presence? Obviously, you're putting content out there, but... Uh, the way that I kind of look at it is, is, is daily practices. Um, a lot of people say, I want loads of followers, but it's like people say, I want to get ripped. Um, and, and it's like, right, so if you want to get ripped, it's not going to take a month, it's going to take a while, and you've got to get those habits in place in order to get to that end result. And your end result will be just consistently seeing growth on a daily basis, and then some, you know, you suddenly you're like, Jesus Christ, that was, you know, it's built up. You know, I've got a big social media following, but I've been doing this eight or nine years. There's people who have been doing it half the amount of time, and I've got twice the amount. um, Habit-wise, something I would say is, be a creator, not a consumer, especially on social media. You know, you shouldn't be spending ages scrolling through other people's posts. I literally mute everyone on social media, and and the only people that I follow, I follow, uh, uh, you know, I follow about 160 people, and out of those 160, I probably actually unmuted about 20 of them, because they're people that bring me value. If they're my friends that I follow, I don't, consume their content, because I can call them, and I can go for a beer with them, and I can have a chat. So why do, why do I need it in that news feed? any kind of drama, anything that triggers me on social media, I'll get rid of. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be caught up in my time doing that. So a lot of my time is spent um, creating and put it out there, but I interact with a lot of other people's posts because they have similar audiences. So if you know somebody in your area who has um, you know, a big following or, you know, you see someone on Instagram. It's not, um, So you know, unfortunately, a lot of professionals seem to comment and go, you're wrong, or this, that and the other. It's add to what they're saying, agree with what they're saying, thank them for such a great post, awesome, and then you know, add something to it. Because then you're in those comment sections and then people, there's a potential, if you've added value to that post, or resonated it and, and, and have spread that positivity, the chance of them following you is incredibly high. Uh, and that's such an important thing as well, is that you can pick up followers by just putting stuff out there. Um, so yeah, having, being proactive in that as well. Another quick Instagram tip for you, which, um, would, which literally would change the game for you. If you type in on the search on Instagram a hashtag and where you live, okay, so let's just say hashtag Windsor, what you can actually do is you can follow that hashtag. So anybody who uses that hashtag will come up in your newsfeed and all you do is a double tap or a like the post and guess what happens? It, that, mm. The reason that person's put hashtag Windsor is they probably live in Windsor and, the, and you've just commented now and now they're probably gonna follow you because you've interacted and they've only got 100 followers and what's his chiropractor double tapping and clicking on me, um, I'll give him a follow or uh, I need something fixed. And that makes it so much easier because that comes up in your news feed when you follow hashtags. So that's another good proactive thing to do on Instagram. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Give a round of applause. Uh, you know, I always, I always say when you come to events like this, sometimes it's, it's like one thing. I hope you guys wrote that down. Just that one, little, that one little tip, that one little tip, that one little hashtag thing. Like, you're done. Your whole event paid for itself, paid for everything, just by that. If you're just disciplined with that, awesome. Another question? Another question? Another question? Another question? David we get the back, David. David, and then we'll come to you next. Yeah. Hi, how are you doing? Um, I'd like to
0: bring your conversation into chiropractic. Yep. And based on, uh, as you are a social media expert, and as well as a as a patient as well. What do you think are the trends of our profession that could be more valuable to share into social media to increase our followers and to cre- increase our value as a professionals? I think just bringing more of value to the market because, you know, I, I've had adjustments in the past and I'm, I'm sure in your profession you've seen incredible things happen very, very quickly with people. Um, and it's just... A lot of people, like even myself, I don't know anything about it, but when I see things online, it looks fucking strange. But no one's really explaining what's going on. They're just doing it. You know, and this is something that I see that's very rare for someone who doesn't know nothing about your industry. It's just like, yeah, the crunch is nice, but I want to know why on earth you're crunching them. And no one's really explaining that. Um, You know, why are you doing that? What's it doing apart from making a noise? Um, No one's really... You know putting it down into specifics and I'd love to see that I'd love to know more I'm fascinated by things like that but I just I haven't got time to I'd like to see it drawn in crayons for me as to why on earth someone's doing that to somebody's neck um, and actually what it what happens is when you give more information to the consumer they're more aware and actually they know probably when to reach out to you and when not to so actually you're educating your audience but also potentially giving more value so they want to use your services so When it comes to posts and stuff like that, I would like to see more infographics, more videos, and more kind of explanation. One of the easiest things you can do on your phone and that is to video someone with an adjustment, and then literally on your phone, you can just do a voice note that goes over the video to explain what what on earth you're doing. Mm -hmm. No one is doing that at the moment, and there's so many of you that can do that and go, right, I'm just gonna explain this to, like, the the way I did a great video, I've got a six-year-old daughter, um, and what I do is I get, I I get her to whiteboard out basic stuff to people about fat loss, um, and people listen to her because she's six and she's bossy. But the way that I kind of explain it, um, and it's called the Feynman technique, if you can't explain your job to a six-year-old, then you don't know it well yourself. Um, And that's essentially the way that you should have content of taking your profession and just thinking about... Educating a six-year-old because if you can make it that easy anybody's going to understand it Mm. and actually it feels great learning something new every day Um, Everyone loves that go. I didn't know that about that before and it's because no one's talking about it So when it comes about you just always think about that simplification and explanation with your content
1: Good give a round of applause so, so, I'll take any other questions. Just before you ask a question, you know, it's interesting. I've done quite a bit of work with Fab Mancini, Dr. Fab Mancini. So, Dr. Fab is on Daytime TV. He's been on um, Dr. Phil's show. He's, you know, uh, the show Doctors in America gets, I don't know, 10 million views a day. It's insane. It's insane. So, um, he says the biggest thing that they talk on in, in the studio, especially to a group of doctors, is the constant information they get. is... It's got to be simple. It's got to be simple. More simple, more simple, more simple, more simple, more simple. And there was a show in America for, in America for a long time. What is was it? Um, are you smarter than a fifth grader? And he was like, that is literally, he's like, the whole, everything on TV at the moment is the producers are like, no, nah, fifth grader wouldn't get it, no, nah, fifth grader wouldn't get it, no, nah, fifth grader wouldn't get it, no, nah, fifth, nah, fifth grader wouldn't get it. He says, that's daytime TV, America as big as it gets, right? So very good. Good question. Uh, really
0: quick one, what do you use to edit your videos? Okay, so... I can just submit a plug here if you don't mind. You? go for it. <laughs> okay, so... Personally, like, very, very much so, I, I've had millions of views on my content, a lot of it is from editing on my mobile phone. Uh, and people are like, how on earth do you do that? And I'm like, well, anybody can do that as long as you've got a mobile phone. So I created a course called Mobile Video Mastery, which teaches people how to edit um, content on their phone. So you can create subtitles, voiceovers, um, everything else like that. But I'll, I'll give it to Ryan, the link. Uh, the app is called Enlight Video Leap. OK, Enlight Video Leap. A- Android users, I'm afraid, you're, you're, you're shit out of luck. And you can, but you can now understand why I take the piss out of Android users, because one of my biggest selling products is they can't use it, um, which is a shame, but also quite funny. <laughs> Um, so it's a light video leap, but obviously I've got an entire course which breaks all of it down. Simple as, as in we've videoed the phone, my fingers, and I take people through everything from literally adding subtitles and cuts to some of the high-end stuff. So I got um, Gar- Gary Vee's collab with, his, um, with K-Swiss. They asked me to do a video. I did a video of spinning a, uh, one of his Gary Vee shoes. Uh, K-Swiss used it as a worldwide campaign, and I had a smile on my face because I filmed that and edited it in my back garden on my phone, and it was being used for a worldwide K-Swiss campaign, which then firstly showed, told everyone else the importance of you know, video and editing on your phone, but also the quality that it can be, because if a massive shoe company is using it for a worldwide campaign, then you can use it to promote your practice. Um, I've got a whole uh, video course on it, so it's uh, I think it's got like 40 tutorial videos, which te- takes you through absolutely everything from the basics right up to, I actually show people how I made that video as well, uh, mobilevideomaster.com.
1: How many you guys think that sounds pretty cool? Very cool, right? So we'll share that stuff with you guys afterwards, just make sure you connect with us. Um, great, listen, we have to move on. Let me ask you guys a question. How many of you realize that the guy sitting on stage here knows his shit? Yeah, how, how many guys got some value? Got some value, yeah? Awesome, right?